Hello, and welcome to First Importance, the preaching and teaching ministries of First Baptist Church, West Memphis, Arkansas. Our prayer today is that you will be blessed and encouraged by the message to come. We have finished our series on the attributes of God, and there is no greater way for us to continue than to turn our eyes now towards evangelism. I've asked my good friend, Brother Clint Haynes from Colt Baptist Church to come and to speak to us in a few moments about sharing the gospel. A, a few weeks ago, we were in a prayer meeting together, and he shared a method that I've tried to share here before, and I said, brother, you shared that. That's the possible way to share it. Will you come share that with our people? And so I'm very excited about Brother Clint coming tonight uh, to uh, teach us about sharing the gospel through, by using three circles. And so he'll explain that here in a few moments. And I'm so excited. I've known him for just a short period of time, but he's become such an encourager and such a dear friend to me. And, and, uh, and here in a few moments, we're going to invite him up here. There'll be a time where he'll show us how to do it, and then you'll see stands around the room. We're going to put it into practice. And so we're going to practice it together. So practice makes perfect, right? Amen. All right? And so if there's anything we need to be practicing, if there's anything we need to be doing, it's it's sharing the gospel. As Brother Clint makes his way up here, I do want to remind you that in the month of October, we have a series of business meetings on the 10th, the 17th, and then the following Sunday. Come on up here. That's because you're in front of those speakers. Make sure that you make it, make sure that you put it on your calendar to be here for every one of those meetings at 5 p.m. On the 10th will be our presentation. There will be light discussion afterwards. On the 17th, that will be a Sunday night filled with loving discussion, discussions, comments, concerns, and then the following Sunday after each morning worship service, we will vote on the presentation that will be made during that first meeting. Uh, I'm excited about the future and what God has in store, and I want to encourage everyone to be actively involved in that. Brother Clint, come and lead us now, please. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Well, I want to thank you all for uh, having me tonight. Man, I am so just honored um, to be here. I tell you, with that thing right there, y'all ever seen them dog pens where you bury the stuff under the uh, ground and then put the shot collar on it? That's one of those for preachers like me that move a little bit. <laughs> so uh, anyhow, um, man, just once again, I'm so honored. I want to thank you all um, just uh, for sharing your pastor. Um, Josh has been such a... Uh, Man, a blessing in my life as I've gotten to know him and just see his humility and his love. And uh, he has been such an uh, asset to our association as uh, I am associated with y'all, part of the Tri-County Baptist Association. And I tell you what, I've appreciated y'all longer than that. When I was in college, man, I, uh, I grew up in a town of 384, okay? And I uh, went off to college, had never lived away from home, of course, and uh, I'm an introvert. Man, getting up here, I, I, I have to fight to do these kind of things. But got to college, and uh, man, not only am I kind of introverted and don't know nobody, not good at making friends, and uh, also, man, I look around at all these other ministry students, and uh, now God forgive me, but a lot of them seem like Mama called them and, and Daddy sent them, but... Uh, <laughs> But there was one old boy in there come from West Memphis uh, First Baptist uh, that was kind in just small ways that I really appreciated. 
And uh, I bet he never thought he'd be ministering at home just like I never thought I would. But I went to school with John Blackford and uh, just really appreciated him. And I know how y'all molded him in his life, too. Um, man, I love a lot of what we've heard already. Man, just about our heart for evangelism, our heart for the gospel, our, our heart to love people and wanting to see them saved. And we know Luke chapter 10 verse 2. Y'all know this verse, but I just want to share it with you because sometimes I feel like we know it up here, but it ain't really took root right here yet, right? Man, Jesus, as he's standing in the hardest area of the world from my point of view, right? He says what? The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Jesus sitting in the Middle East, and when we think Middle East, we think hard, right? When, when we think Middle East, we don't think hotbed for revival, although we'd be wrong. When we think Middle East, we think, man, the toughest place you could go do this. And Jesus, looking across that place, says the harvest is white, boys. But the problem is laborers. And, you know, I, I've known that verse a whole, man, a lot of my life. As a matter of fact, way back when, I had my phone set at 10.02 every morning. 10.02, my an alarm would ring, and I would pray that God would send laborers out into the harvest, which was a great thing. But you know what my, what my problem was? I wasn't praying that he'd make me one of those laborers. I was praying he'd send other people out there. And what I've learned is, as I've went along, and I'm going to tell y'all, what I'm going to show y'all tonight is a big part of something that's just changed the way I live and breathe as a Christian. The more I share, when we share, God saves. Period. When we share, God saves. When folks ain't being saved, it comes down to a problem with laborers. We ain't going out there and sharing the gospel. Now, that's a problem. And what I want to share with y'all tonight is just, man, something that's been shared with me. It is sure not original with me. I don't know if it's original with the guys that taught it to me. But, hey, it all comes out of here. And it, it ain't nothing out of here new, right? Amen. Um, I want to share with y'all um, the why, the who, and the how of evangelism. The why, the who, and the how of evangelism. Now, I'm going to turn this off so I don't... I'll just be as loud as I can. You got women women up here? Hey, that'd be awesome, man. Uh, Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Now, first thing I want to do is talk to you about why. Why evangelism so important? And to do that, I need some help. I want to give somebody some money. I got a quarter I want to give somebody. Now, y'all don't all come to one time, man. <laughs> Y'all know. What's your name, brother? Chad. Chad, can you, would it be all right if, I, if you came up here and helped me out for a minute, Chad? Y'all give Chad a hand as he comes up here. All right, Chad, I got a quarter for you. Now, just take heads, though. Don't take tails. Why don't you take them? Now, hold on, you're trying to take tails. You just take heads. Chad, thank you for being a good sport. Y'all sit down. Y'all give Chad a hand. 
He did get the quarter. I didn't lie to him now. You cannot take heads without tails, right? You cannot have heads without tails. Jesus, when he called his first disciples, what did he look at them and say? He says, follow me, heads, and I will make you fishers of men. Tails. And in Southern Baptist churches, and I love the Southern Baptist church, in Southern Baptist churches all across this country, there's some of us that want to call ourselves followers. We want to be followers. We want to have heads, but we don't want to have tails. We want to look at tails. We want to look at, we want to be followers. But my friend, I can't be a follower without being a fisherman. Amen. If I'm not fishing, I'm not following. And that's a tough truth. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I know sitting there when somebody tells me that if I ain't fishing, I ain't following. There's a couple of ways I can respond to that. My flesh wants to bring up all these excuses, right? Well, I don't have the gift of evangelism. You know, I, I don't really know a whole lot of lost folks, all these other things. And hey, man, you can do that and life can stay exactly the way it is. But if you want revival, listen to me. We can let that take root in our hearts. That a core part of following Jesus, it's not extra, it's not for the super spiritual people, it's for me to share the gospel, to go fishing. So I'm just, hey, that's the why. Because we want to follow Jesus. That's what we're called to do. Amen? A disciple is a follower of Jesus. So to be a follower of Jesus, we need to be about making disciples. We need to be about fishing. First step of discipleship is evangelism. So I'm here to share with y'all what I think, and I'm going to be honest with y'all. First time I saw this, I thought it was silly. So if you watch this and you think it's silly, I'm not going to do that. My friend, I was you, and now I'm sold out for it, standing up here training it, okay? So just think about that for a minute. Okay, this is called Three Circles. You might have seen a version of it. I love this version of it. Um, you've got paper and pen where you're at, and I would really encourage you to follow along with me tonight. Um, the more you write it tonight, we're going to practice it together tonight. The more you do it, the more you'll have it. I've trained enough people on it to tell you this. If you just watch and listen tonight, you won't have it. And you're going to go home with a sticker, and you might try to share that sticker with somebody, and it just won't be there. But this is simple enough that if you'll just do it a few times, it's there. So the three circles goes like this, and then I want to talk to you about it. All right, in the beginning, God made a perfect world. Amen? All right, and in that world, he made man and woman. And I'm not a good drawer, so you don't have to draw good to do this, I promise you. All right, God made man and woman, and he, they were, man, everything was good. They had right relationships with each other and God, who they were made to know, to love, and to praise. And everything was good until man disobeyed God, and that's called sin. And what sin do? Sin broke the world. So here me and you are, we live today in a broken world full of death, disease, addiction, um, depression, divorce, whatever you call it. Everything bad is the direct result of sin, right? 
And we know that this can't be how it's supposed to be. We know that something's not right, and we try everything we can to try to get back to that wholeness that we've lost. Man tries going to church. Man tries being a good person. Man tries being, praying some prayer. Shoot, some folks try. Man just seeking joy in, in, in drugs and alcohol. You name it. We try all kind of things to get back there, but none of them work. But God loves me and you so much that he sent his son Jesus into this broken world. Jesus lived a perfect life. He never sinned. And at the end of his life, he shed his blood for your sins and for mine. On the third day, he rose and went to heaven to be with his father. Now, there were two thieves that died beside Jesus that day. And this is the part that really makes me like this version better than the Nam version. One of them went to hell. But the other one, he went to heaven. Now, we got to ask ourselves, why did he go to hell when he went to heaven? They're both bad people. They're both thieves. Both of them deserve to go to hell. Well, the Bible tells us it's because this man repented and put faith in Jesus before he died, right? And the Bible says that if me and you will do that, that we can go to heaven when we die. And in this life, we can know, love, and praise God the way that we were always made to. And every time I finish sharing with somebody, I ask them two questions. And these two questions are very important. I've got my four-year-old, I think, has better handwriting, but y'all can see that. Two questions. Number one, do you understand what I've just told you about Jesus? Do you understand what I've just told you about Jesus. Or a lot of times I'll just say, does that make sense? Because I'm just a redneck from Cold Arkansas. Number two, which circle do you see yourself in? All right. Now, Simple enough. I'm going to tell you all why when I first saw that, I was sitting there thinking what probably some of you are thinking. All right, first off, I don't walk around with a pen and a pad of paper. Second off, man, my chicken scratch is not, I, I am no artiste. Man, third of all, man, what I look like just drawing this out. But I tell you what, I decided I was going to try it. I was going to try it. I was going to take that, and I was going to start trying it with people. And you know what happened? Folks started getting saved. Folks started getting saved, and not only did people start getting saved, but those people started sharing the gospel with other people. And at that point, I'm hooked. I'm going to tell you why I like this, why this, this is a, it, it's sticky is a good word for it. My friends, first off, it's simple. That is so simple, I have sat there with an eight-year-old little girl in my office and led her to Jesus just by following this. I can understand it when I'm eight. I can understand it when I'm 80. It's simple. And you know what simple is? Because we ain't just trying to make converts, are we? We're trying to make disciples. 
I'm not just wanting to baptize them. I'm wanting them to become followers of Jesus. We're trying to build a kingdom, and simple is reproducible. That's, that's a good word. It's not original with me. Simple is reproducible. Man, this is simple enough that, and let's just say, there have been parts of my life that my evangelism method was the Roman road. Y'all seen the Roman road? Y'all been in Southern Baptist life long enough? I'm sure you have. Uh, there have been times in my life that what I used, what my main method before this was Ray Comfort Way of the Master. Y'all ever seen that? And those are great. But you know, if I lead somebody to Jesus with the Roman road, which I love, that's awesome. But that boy's got to come to church for a little bit, learn them verses before he can lead somebody else to Jesus. But if I draw that on a napkin at a restaurant and he understands that and comes to save and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, he can take that napkin, go home, and lead his wife and his kids to the Lord that night. And then what we're looking at and what we're looking for is not addition but multiplication. But I better not get off on that road, right, Brother Reed? We'll be here a while. I'll tell you why else I like this, and this is just me personally. It's awkward to share the gospel sometimes, ain't it? Is it okay for us to admit that? That it is awkward to initiate that conversation? And for the longest time, some of y'all did faith evangelism back in the day. And we rolled up on people and we said, if you was to die today, would you go to heaven or hell? There is a barrier that, that gets thrown up, right? That puts somebody on the defense, and I feel kind of weird asking them. Or, way of the master, would you consider yourself a good person? Boy, I've had people look at me pretty angry after that. I have, and it's awkward. I told you I'm an introvert. I'm fighting just to talk to you guys right now. But if I walk up to somebody and I say, hey, man, have you seen the three circles? There's no barrier. There's no defense getting thrown up. And nine times out of ten, unless I'm in Wynn, Arkansas, they're going to say, no. I've never seen the three circles. And I'll get to say, well, look, man, it takes 90 seconds for me to share it with you, and it has changed my life can I just show you this? Um, another good reason for this is it's C to C. What I mean when I say C to C is this is creation to Christ. And when you look in the New Testament, what I was surprised to learn myself was after Pentecost, which I remember Pentecost, man, Peter preaches and 3,000 people come to know Jesus. After that, you read through the book of Acts, every gospel presentation they make is creation to Christ. They're starting not with you're a sinner. They're starting with there is a God. There is a creator. That's where they start and then they go through sin and redemption. So that's the reasons that I love the three circles. Now I want to share it with you one more time and then we're going to uh, start doing it a little more. So let me erase here. Now, y'all get y'all a blank sheet of paper, and we're going to do it again. A little bit of repetition tonight. Repetition's good. All right. So, I come up to somebody, 
And I'll tell you what, while, while you're getting your paper, I'll tell you, you don't have to start in that circle that I started with. Let me tell you another way I might, I might talk to somebody about this. This has come up a lot uh, for me is we complain as people a lot, right? I mean, it's easy to find a complainer. I, I complain all the time. And uh, when somebody mentions something bad that's going on in the world, whether it be the political climate, whether it be the coronavirus, whether it be, man, somebody has died, I can say, you know what? This whole world is just broken, isn't it? And what I just do, I just went straight to that first circle. Man, this is a broken world that me and you live in. But I'll tell them. But you know what? It wasn't always like that. In the beginning, God made a perfect world. And he made man and woman. They had a perfect relationship with each other and God, who they were made to know, love, and praise. And everything was great until man disobeyed God and that's called sin. Sin's what broke the world. We know we're not right. We know something's wrong when we try all kind of things to get back to that place. We'll try going to church. We'll try being a good person. We'll try praying a prayer. But the thing is, none of them work. But God loves me and you so much that he sent his son Jesus into this broken world. Jesus lived a perfect life, never sinning, and at the end of his life, he shed his blood for your sins and mine. On the third day, he rose again and went to heaven to be with his father. Now, there were two people that died beside Jesus that day, two thieves. One of them went to hell. The other one, he went to heaven. Now, why did he go to hell, but he went to heaven. Well, the Bible tells us it's that before he died, he put his faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says if we'll do that, we can go to heaven when we die, and we can know, love, and praise God the way we were always created to. Now, I want to do this another time, repetition, 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 and I'm telling you, tonight, man, and y'all got a good Wednesday night crowd, praise the Lord for that, tonight, if 15 of y'all get this, man, Josh, I'm excited to see what happens at West Memphis First Baptist, if 15 of us get it. I'm going to draw it this time, and y'all say it for me, okay? All right. In the beginning, God made a perfect world. Perfect world. Good job. And he made man and woman. Yeah, make some people. All right. And they were made to know, love, and praise God. Everything was good till they disobeyed, and that's called sin. And sin, what did it do to the world? It broke the world. Now, on this part, you can say anything. I kind of got it down to an art for myself. I've got the D's there. I'll go death, disease, addiction, divorce, depression, you know, that it just rolls off the tongue for me. But literally anything bad is the result of sin, right? Because the world was perfect before sin. So don't get caught up trying to say the bad things that I said 
And also, maybe if you've been talking to this person and you know some of the bad things that are affecting their life, if they're going through a divorce, you know, now we live in this world with broken relationships. If they've got a family member that has cancer, you know, now we live in this world with disease. So, now we live in this broken world. We try all kind of things to get back there. What's one of them? We try going to church. What else? To be a good person. Uh, yeah. Success. All that stuff to try to be whole once again. But what? None of it works. But God loves you so much that he sent who? He sent Jesus. Amen. Jesus lived what kind of life? Perfect life. He never sinned. And at the end of his life, he did what? Died for us. Right. Shed his blood for our sins. On the third day, he? Rose and went to be with his father. That's right. Two people died beside Jesus that day. Two thieves. That's right. One of them went to hell. The other went to heaven. We asked, what's the difference in them? Before he died, he did what? He put faith in Jesus. And the Bible says if we'll do that, we can go to heaven and we can know love and praise him the way we were always made to now how many questions how many questions two that's right I didn't do two questions the last time I don't think alright what's number one do you understand what I've told you about Jesus good job or if you're redneck from Colt does this make sense? Either way. Do you understand what I've told you about Jesus? And what's number two? Which circle do you see yourself in? I'm going to abbreviate that because I don't write fast. Uh, I'm going to tell you all. 80% of the time, people point right there. Man, I share this multiple times a week, 80% of the time, right there. Man, if they, if they know Jesus, you know, praise God, they'll point in here if it's a Christian or if they've got some church history. You rarely have anybody say that because we know we ain't there. But 80% of the time, they go right there. Now, after that, yeah, that's the, that's the way I'll go through it first. Because that's about as simple as you can get and still be faithful to the gospel. I'm going to tell you all, very rarely do I just share that and then they pray to receive Christ. After that, i got to talk to them. But after they tell me which circle they're in, what have I just done? I have started the conversation and I have shared the gospel. And maybe then I'll go back through this and share some of that Romans road. I'll go back through this and share some of these scriptures that I know and I'll talk to them about how to accept that gift. So now, what we want to do, and there, man, there's a bunch of us. So what I want y'all to do is partner up with somebody at your table. Find you a buddy, and uh, let's practice this together. So one of you share the, you know, 
Y'all pretend one of you is an evangelizer and one of you is lost. And you share the gospel with each other using three circles. And uh, I'm going to come around a little bit. I'm going to ask uh, Brother Reed and Brother James to come around. I'm going to ask Brother Josh to just come around and just kind of assist everybody. And uh, so let's practice together for a moment. Can I pray with y'all before I do? I've been up here a long time without praying, and I just yeah, I feel uncomfortable. Father, God, help this take root in our hearts because we're talking about the gospel. Father, I thank you that you sent your son into this broken world. Jesus, I thank you for, for living that perfect life and dying that substitutionary death. And Father, I pray right now that you'd send laborers. And I'm looking around at a room full of laborers, God. I pray that you would send us out. So, Father, right now, as we practice this, Lord, I pray that you would just engrave it onto our hearts and our minds. And, um, Lord, I pray that this would be a tool that would be used mightily for the growth of your kingdom in West Memphis. Lord, we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this episode of First Importance. We invite you to check out our other sermons on this podcast and to join us in person on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m., as well as streaming live on Sunday mornings at 10.45. We hope to see you soon at First Baptist West Memphis, where we love God, care for one another, and share the gospel.